Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. This is Gary. This is Josh. Let's talk soccer. So it's another Sunday. It's June 11th, 2017. This will be the last one for at least a couple weeks where uh, it'll be the both of us. Yes. You are off to camp tomorrow. Yes, I am. So uh, unlucky for everyone, including me, that you won't be around, but anyone that listens, and we appreciate those who do, um, you'll get me. So I'll try to make it as entertaining um, and fun as possible. I promise you. All right. Let's just – let's go straight into – since we don't have any fantasy – Premier League, we don't have any actual Premier League. Uh, We've got the drama of summer transfers going on. Yes. So let's jump straight into that. And guys, right before we do, too, remember you can always check us out on Instagram. Just look for Let's Talk Soccer. We've got an awesome new logo, and uh, we're just there having fun. And we've got uh, close to 17,000 of you that seem to agree, so we appreciate it um, a ton. All right, so speaking of transfers, came across this article on Goal.com that talks about uh, the 10 biggest mistakes or the 10 worst transfers of this season that's just ended. Yes. So figured we'd go through these. We don't have to spend time on every single one of them, um, but there's a few that we'll want to talk about. Yes. And I think that we've, when we did our LTSEs, we had a couple categories of, you know, biggest bust or biggest disappointment. And I think some of these um, that the Gold.com article mentions were also things that we mentioned. So let's get to it. All right. Number 10, Gabby Gull from Santos to Inter for 29.5 million euros. I don't know that we have much of an opinion on that. Yeah, it's just a lot of money. Okay. Here's one we might, though. Number nine. And I don't know if 10 is the worst or 10 is the the least worst of the list. I'm guessing we're working backwards to forwards, and number one is the biggest disappointment. Yeah. Okay. So the Gabigol one, not so bad. Bad, but not as bad as the next nine. Andre Schurler from Schurla, sorry, from Wolfsburg to Dortmund for 30 million euros. Mm. Now, um... Sherla played a pretty big role uh, at Chelsea a couple seasons ago. He also played a big role in the World Cup final. He sure did. Uh, But it sounds like things are not working out for him too well at uh, Dortmund. Yeah. And he did all right for Wolfsburg as well. And that's probably why Dortmund originally picked him up. Yeah. But he might be on, on the downswing of his career there. Number eight. So this guy, about a year ago, was a huge name mm-hmm. in world football, Renato Sanchez. Yeah, uh, he played a big part in the Euros mm-hmm. for Portugal, Yep. and I was sitting here thinking that he was going to be the next best thing. And I think a lot of people did, just like a lot of people thought James was the next big thing after his performance in the World Cup in Brazil. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and for $35 million, <clears throat> Bayern Munich... Not this is more. I would say more of a future signing. Yeah, because he's he's only nineteen years old. Yeah. So I mean, he is not terrible considering he's nineteen years old. That's right. a lot of money. Yeah, it just hasn't paid off yet for them. All right, let's go ahead and hit number seven then. 
Okay, so we've got Andre Gomez from Valencia to Barcelona for 35 million euros. I can understand this one because he hasn't been getting into the Barcelona team. I was just going to say, I haven't heard his name a whole lot watching Barca matches. And that's understandable (laughs) considering you have to be the best of the best if you want to be able to break into the team. Right. So, makes sense. Absolutely. Number six, Islam Slimani, who came from Sporting Lisbon over in Portugal to Leicester City for 30 million euros. Um, he has a little, had a little bit of an impact this year for them. His name would sort of show up on the score sheet occasionally. Yeah, I remember in his first match, I think he scored a goal. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of, sort of went a bit downhill. Yeah. It says here that uh, in, the, in 33 games prior to joining um, Leicester City, he had 27 goals in 33 games. So um, didn't quite get that output from him at Leicester City yet, at least. Number five, Lucas Perez from Deportivo to Arsenal for 20 million euros. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Giroud yeah. and Sanchez, they just yeah. really started over. Yeah, it's season. hard for him to, uh, to challenge against those two uh, to get any, any minutes out on the pitch. Next up, at number four, we have Vincent Janssen. Uh, who came to Spurs from AZ for just over 20 million euros. Now, he he had a presence there for Spurs, I think. Yeah, he wasn't too bad. He, but considering he was dubbed the next Ruud van Nistelrooy, yeah. um, I don't think he lived up to it. No. No, he did not. Uh, number three is Jesse from Real Madrid to PSG for 25 million euros. Honestly, I, he didn't really do anything, really. He, yeah. I mean, you have Di Maria. <clears throat> you have all those people that are just so much better and higher. Absolutely. Uh, number two, which I'm surprised is not number one, <laughs> honestly, as much as I love Man City, uh, is Claudio Bravo coming to Manchester from Barcelona for 18 million euros. I don't think we can argue with this. Bravo was terrible. I mean, the only thing you can argue is that it should probably be number one. <clears throat> but yeah. um, it was a close second, and now it seems like Pep uh, went out and got himself a new goalkeeper to undo the damage that this acquisition did. Yes. And then number one, Michi Batshuayi. I personally think this is kind of questionable. I mean, ultimately, he did score the final goal that that gave Chelsea the title. Now, someone was bound to do it, and if it didn't happen in that game, it would have happened eventually. But... Um, he played a, he played okay in the FA Cup. Um, yeah, he did. He scored some goals. He did. And I think you can, I think you can definitely argue that he had a better season than Claudio Bravo. Yes, uh, he signed for about thirty nine million euros. And again, kind of like with Jansen, you've got Diego Costa and Eden Hazard. Uh, you know, kind of hard to find a spot for yourself sometimes in a lineup like that. Yeah. So. Is anything missing from that list? Do we need to add a number 11? I think we do. And All right. I think it should be Paul Pogba. Yeah. He was the he is the world record transfer. Yes. If you look at it from an ROI standpoint, the amount of money you spent versus the the output that you got. Um, it doesn't compare. <clears throat> no, I don't think it does. He came on a little better towards the end of the season, but uh you know, I I'm sure that everyone expected a lot more from him than that. Yeah, he scored, he did score some goals, and 
he probably had better performances than the people on the list. Yeah. But he didn't have, considering the amount of hype, he yeah. didn't live up to <clears throat> At least in terms of, you know, getting on the score sheet and stuff, you know, um, you look at someone like an Angola Conte, uh, slightly different player, different position, different responsibilities, but... You know, uh, he's a player of the of the year and, you know, this and that. And he doesn't get on the score sheet, but, but he does his job well. And yeah. I think part of maybe Pogba's role maybe changed a little bit too where, um, you know, at Juventus he, he had a little more of a higher profile type of role on the team and got on the score sheet a lot more. Maybe at Man U transitioned a bit. So yeah. maybe give him a little bit of slack there, but um, definitely not worth the amount of money that Manu paid for him yet. Let us now check out uh, some transfer rumors, which we always love. Yes, we do. So what we did is we're looking at a variety of reports from papers and sites over in the UK. Um, and around Europe. So we're just going to go through some of these headlines and we'll comment as we see fit. First one here says, Arsenal boss Arsene Wenger has put Real Madrid playmaker Hamas Rodriguez on his wanted list. Every, uh, everybody's been attached to Hamas, it seems. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he hasn't lived up to, as we said, he hasn't lived up to what he should have been at Real Madrid. Right. And I can see him moving to the Premier League. But maybe not to Arsenal. Yeah, and you know, uh, Real Madrid, like we've talked about um, with other teams, that's a hard squad to, you know, get a lot of minutes in. Yeah, when Everybody you, there's an all-star. Yeah, when you have people <laughs> like Modric and Cruz, right. there's no real fit for another attacking right. midfielder. Right. So maybe a good acquisition for Arsenal or whomever gets him if, you know, I don't know that I would go out and break the bank yeah. to get him. That could be a good transfer if... Ozil leaves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next up. West Ham are ready to move for Arsenal forward Olivier Giroud. <laughs> I like this one because when I when I saw this one, I was thinking about Giroud and Andy Carroll. Oh, God. They could do their, each other's hair. Yeah. Um, I could kind of see this. It's a good acquisition for West Ham. Yeah. Um, a decent striker who's been pretty good in the Premier League. I mean, yeah. He's... He had a pretty decent year last year. Strong player, definitely knows how to play in the league. Yeah, I would think that's a that's a good move for, yeah. for West Ham. <clears throat> All right, Real Madrid are looking at AC Milan teenager Gianluigi Donnarumma, Donnarumma uh, as an alternative to Manchester United goalkeeper David De Gea. Um, I could see this maybe in like a few years. What is he, 18? Yeah, 18 years old. Um. And he, they're already comparing him to one of the best keepers in the world. Um, <clears throat> I would say give him a few more years to get some more experience. Yes. And then look to sign him. Or maybe get him now for cheaper and put him out on loan somewhere and let him get the minutes that way. Yeah. I mean, even if they were going to do something like um, just sign him and then put him on loan to AC Milan again. Right. For the time being. Yeah. And then just to give him some more playing time. Yes. Next one is Everton are closing in on a 20 million pound deal for Ajax skipper Davy Klaassen and hope to sign the midfielder in the next 10 days. I would think that's a pretty good get for Everton. Yeah, Klaassen is strong. He sort of dominates the midfield yeah. and he could be 
sort of the leader in midfield for them. Absolutely. Man City have no intention of reviving their pursuit of Virgil van Dijk. Now Liverpool have dropped out of the bidding as well. So I think there was there was some a little bit of scandal over uh, Liverpool maybe violating uh, transfer <clears throat> um, rules. Uh, so they kind of distanced themselves from Van Dyke, and now it sounds like Man City are doing the same thing. So what was looking really bright for Van Dyke now is looking a little more bleak. Yeah, if you saw our post on our Instagram, uh, we posted the top ten most likely transfer to happen. Yeah. And Van Dyke was definitely in, like, the top five. <clears throat> That's right. All right, next up. Joe Hart feels n- fears no one will want to sign him as he considers life away from Man City ahead of next season. Somebody will sign him. May not be somebody that he wants, but someone will go out and, and get him. Yeah, I mean... Joe Hart's not that bad of a keeper. And comparing him to Claudio Bravo, I think he's a much better keeper than Bravo. Yeah. Um, it's just really if he can not have too many Joe Hart days. Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. Next up, uh, you might have already heard or read that uh, Manchester United have officially released Zlatan from their squad or from the club. But they're allowing him to stick around until January to rehab his knee um, and and get better. But, you know, um, rumor has it that the L.A. Galaxy of Major League Soccer um, is already in talks and arranging for him to come over to the U.S. Yeah, and Zlatan, I know you listen to his podcast. Yes, you do. Hey, Zlatan. I know you're you're a local. Um, Maybe you should come to uh, Atlanta United. Yep. So here's the interesting things about transfer rumors. One report we just read, and poor Joe Hart feels like nobody loves him and nobody wants to get him. This next one, West Ham are ready to offer Manchester City outcast Joe Hart a Premier League lifeline. Yeah. So it all depends on which source you get it from. Yeah. uh, And I can see this happening. Um, He's been sort of recently on his loan from Torino and sort of getting a bit more in the shadows, more sort of just playing. He's forgotten about. Yeah, um, and West Ham could possibly, no offense West Ham fans, but like sort of just sort of just lay low and just play just to play. Um, you know, I like that if these reports are true, that West Ham's being a bit aggressive. You know, yeah. they're going after Joe Hart, who has proven himself in the Premier League um, and, and on the international level as well, and Giroud. So good on West Ham. Get, yeah. a, get after it. I respect that. All right, next up. Alvaro Morata has told Gareth Bale to join him at Man U as the Real Madrid star. So they're saying as Morata closes in on a 64 million pound deal. So Morata's saying, Gareth, come along with. Which, as a Man U fan, I would think you'd be thrilled about. Yeah, I am. Um, I mean, it would be nice to see Bale back in the Premier League. He, in his last like two years with Spurs, thrived in the Premier League. And I think it could be a good signing. But I just hope it doesn't turn out to be one of these kind of Paul Pogba ones where they sign for tons of money and then. Yeah, I don't know that Bale would again become the highest recorded transfer ever. I think he's, you know, he's been injured quite a bit. I, I don't think he's going to go for that amount of money. Yeah. Switching sources. First report here is that Man City are ready to make Alexis Sanchez the highest paid player in their history. If he can be taken away from Arsenal. Hmm. What do you think about this? You know, I'm a City fan. 
I'm not necessarily an Alexis fan, and I don't know why. Um, he's definitely a great player. You know, I guess I could learn to love him if I need to, um, or at least appreciate what he can do for the, the club that I like. Um, but I don't know. Just uh, Alexis just isn't. I don't know. He just doesn't do it for me. So I, I'm an Aguero fan. And if this means that Aguero's future is threatened at City, then um, I say, back off, Alexis. Hmm. How do you feel about it? Um, I think it would be better for Alexis Sanchez because he would be closer to getting a title. Yeah. And Manchester City have been more recent of winning a title, so I think it would be a step up for him. Yep. So, we were just talking about how uh, different sources have very conflicting reports. One says Joe Hart is lonely and wants someone to look his way. And then another says that West Ham are going to grab him and bring him in. Um, But we also have reports that actually sync up with each other. Um, Here we show Everton are closing in on a deal for Ajax midfielder Davy Clausen. Already talked about that. And another one saying that Real Madrid have turned their attention to goalkeeper Gianluigi Donnarumma. Yes. So, it's nice to see a little consistency there. All right. Switching sources again. Marseille are set to step up their interest in Spurs midfielder Musa Sissoko. And, you know, uh, Sissoko, I remember watching him at the Euros, and he was pretty good. Uh, He was had a great work rate, and he was doing pretty well for France. Um, This season, he hasn't gotten very much playing time. And I could see him moving out sort of like... To, like a pie, kind of pie, mm-hmm. to another club yeah. in France to sort of, because not maybe not getting playing time, maybe not the fans yeah. liking him. Right. So. Yep. Rumor review, be without talking about Mbappe for a moment. Uh, he's been tied with, I think, every top club yeah. in Europe. Um, this one report is saying that Arsenal face a test of their pulling power as they chase Mbappe with Real Madrid also lurking about. So I'm guessing that if you're going to try to compare checkbooks uh, with Arsene Wenger making the decisions at Arsenal, Real Madrid will have no problem outspending Arsenal. Oh, yeah, easily. Arsenal, you know, they don't spend anything, so you would think they would have a lot of money. But then Wenger's coming out is like, okay, I think we're going to only use uh, one million this year. Right. One million for signing players. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, Mbappe is going to become a very, very rich man. Yes. Very soon. All right, and lastly, there's been a lot of talk about Diego Costa. Where will he go? Um, This report says that AC Milan are going to pull out of a move for Diego Costa uh, because of his wage demands. Yeah. So if it's all about money, he may end up over in China. Yeah, I mean – I honestly, I don't like to see players going to China because I feel like it's not big enough. And I also feel like they're basically all just going for money. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, I don't think it's for the competition, but we posted something, I don't know, a few months ago that showed the the highest paid players in the world or the top 10 and what, six of them or so were from China? Yeah. And they were players like... uh, Oscar. Tevez. Tevez. Graziano Pele. Yeah. Um, so, you know, all good players, but, you know. Not... Nowhere near, like, the Messi or Ronaldo level. No. Speaking of Messi, we uh, just posted something today on our Instagram account saying that there was a report that he signed a, a new, 
new contract extension with uh, with Barcelona, and he's making I think it was twenty or sorry two hundred thousand pounds a day. Yeah, I think is what the report. That's insane money. That's most people don't make that in a year. He makes it in a day, <laughs> and that's not including endorsements and sponsorships and things like that. So um, he is getting paid for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's making he's making one point four million dollars, well, euros or pounds. Yeah, uh, every week. So yeah. that's just man, way too much. Very very nice. All right, let's shift away then a little bit from transfer talk to. FIFA 18. Yes. Lots of cool stuff, it looks like, that's going to happen with this. Um, let's first talk about what's going on with FIFA 18. There's a couple of different additions that will be appealing to people. So why don't you go ahead, Josh, and talk us through that. Okay. So uh, the, the new cover star, uh, well, there's two. Well, one for different editions. And there's the icon edition, which the cover star is... The Brazilian Ronaldo. Yes. Uh, or the fat Ronaldo. <laughs> no, Brazilian Ronaldo. <laughs> um, and with this edition, you get lots of cool things. So, a.k.a. Ronaldo Nazario. Yes. Uh, so, with getting the Icon Edition, you get to play the game three days earlier. Yes. That's a big deal. Yes, it is. Because yep. you get a bit of a head start. Yes. And you also get... 40 Jumbo Premium Gold Packs. I know we like to open packs. That's two per week for 20 weeks in a row. Yes. Uh, you also get Team of the Week Lone Player Packs. You get one three-match lone player for 20 weeks. Nice. So the same amount of time as the Jumbo Packs. <clears throat> yep. You get Cristiano Ronaldo on loan for five matches. Nice. And you also get a Ronaldo Nazario icon loan for five matches as well. That's pretty sweet. So you get two Ronaldos. Would, um, you, would you play them on the same team at the same time? Yes, I oh, would. That would be beast. That would be that would be too good. Yeah. And you also get eight special edition FUD kits. So these are designed by the soundtrack artists that uh, that make this that make the songs. So that is a pretty tempting looking pack there. So that's definitely one to keep an eye on. Let's now take a look. So that was the icon edition. Now we have Ronaldo edition. Different Ronaldo. Yes. You're up. Okay, so with the Ronaldo edition, you get to play the game three days earlier as well. Mm-hmm. This time you only get 20 Jumbo Premium Gold Packs. You get one per week for 20 weeks. Got it. You get Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo on loan for five matches. Mm-hmm. And you also get the FIFA Ultimate Team Special Edition kits. So in this one, you're not getting the loan players. Yeah. And also... Uh, the Brazilian Ronaldo. Yeah, so definitely some advantages to getting the Icon Edition with Ronaldo Nazario. Yes. Um, A.K.A. the not as svelte Cristiano Ronaldo. <clears throat> um, but, you know, both are pretty amazing. I, I think that it, when, when we get it, not if, when we'll go ahead and get the Icon Edition, I would have to imagine. Yes. There's also a Standard Edition. Let's see. Uh, you get five Jumbo Premium Gold Packs, so one per week for five weeks. You get Cristiano Ronaldo, loan, for five foot matches. And then you also get the special edition, uh, the eight foot kits. So in that one, you do not get to play the game early. Yes. Which is a bit of a step down. Absolutely. Then it looks like there's also a Legacy Edition. 
Yes, there's a lot of additions. So what you get here is just basically one item. You get the five jumbo premium gold packs, the one per week for five weeks. So um, lots of things to decide on. But, um, you know, we also read an article on 442.com about what makes FIFA 18 pretty cool. So we figured maybe we'd, we'd talk about that for a moment, too, and give a little bit of a, a sneak peek. So let's go ahead and, and look through some of, uh, I guess, the, uh, the cooler aspects of FIFA 18 that 442 is writing about. Number one, and I think that there's eight things, seven, sorry, seven things. Uh, the first is that the journey is back. So Alex Hunter is back. Yes. The difference this time around, though, at least in part, is that he's completely customizable. Yeah, last year you just... Everyone had the same sort of journey, and it was sort of just the same. Standardized. Yeah. This year, you get lots of different things, like haircuts, uh, even tattoos, yep. stuff like that. Cool, which I think is kind of is a good feature. Let, let people sort of own it a little more. Yep. Number two is that PS4 is getting Ultimate Team Legends at last. Yeah, I don't think it was really fair. Um, since FIFA 14 Legends were released, yep. and finally... <clears throat> Uh, it seems that FIFA 18 has sort of leveled the playing field a bit. Yep. Um, number three, nothing that is a, a huge, huge announcement except that they've fixed a lot of little things that probably bug players that play it on a semi-regular basis. Um, you know, things looking sort of uh, animations that sort of stutter and aren't as smooth as they should be. Uh, players adjusting in real time versus there being a little bit of a lag. Um, just the entire gameplay experience will be a little more real to life, I guess, true to life. Yes. Fourth, the AI teams finally mix things up, meaning that uh, a Barcelona team will feel like a Barcelona team. A Chelsea team will play like a Chelsea team. So so these bigger squads will sort of have their their characteristics, I guess, um, that people come to appreciate. Yeah, uh, and you get to sort of feel the game a bit more. Yeah. And it seems more realistic. So an example is, you know, with Chelsea, they've got uh, wingbacks who like to overlap and make runs, things like that, uh, more sort of characteristics of each of um, the teams. All right, next is number five. The players are more human, too. So they're going to look and feel like they are moving and acting um, in a more human-like manner. And the bigger players will adopt uh, the traits of, of the actual people. So, you know, Cristiano will move and walk and act more like Cristiano. So, um, you know, we'll see, you know, some of their celebrations, their... Free kick styles or shooting styles, things like that. So it'll feel more like you're actually playing with that player. Yes. Um, sixth, the presentation got even better. So whereas in you would play in any stadium with any team anywhere in the world on FIFA 17 and the crowds were all identical uh, except for you know the kits that they're wearing, um, this will be very different. So South American stadiums... Uh, and crowds will feel very different than an English crowd or an MLS crowd. Um, uh, TV graphics, you know, if you're looking at it like a, a televised event, um, you know, it says here that like the MLS 
will have their broadcast style fonts and overlays and graphics and things like that. So it'll it'll be a little more true to um, you know each uh, league in the world mm-hmm. or or as many as they have here. And then the last one is that it says other neat touches have us super keen to play more. So things like, um, what would you say? Uh, dramatic moments, I think they call it. So maybe if uh, Bayern is playing Man U, the example is that Tiago just cracks a 30-yard equalizer into the top corner. Um, you know, things like that that will, will make the game more exciting yeah. as if you're watching a real live game. So, um, so some cool things. It sounds like to me that, you know, you take these seven aspects that 442 have, have mentioned and it feels like, um, the game is just going to be more true to life. Yeah. You know, the way the players are moving and acting, the way the teams, you know, have their own individual personalities, uh, the different countries and regions of the world, um, game like, uh, situations where someone scores a big goal um, in extra time, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, in a word, yes or no? You excited for FIFA 18? Yes. Yes, me too. I know. I know. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, we'll definitely keep everyone posted on things like that, and we will definitely be a source, a good source for transfer rumors as we go throughout the summer. Uh, without FPL to talk about, transfer rumors are, of course, always um, an exciting, ever-changing thing. So. Keep keep uh, checking back here on this podcast. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and in the Google Play Store. You can always hit us up on Instagram. Uh, we're just at Let's Talk Soccer, and then Twitter has actually been going a lot, getting a lot more popular for us too. And we're on Twitter at Let's Talk Soccer Two. Yeah. So just the number two at the end. As always, guys. We thank you for all of your support. You guys are absolutely amazing. If you haven't told a friend about our Instagram site, uh, now our Twitter page, um, or this website, please do because sharing is caring. We do appreciate it. All right, guys. Until next time, it will be me solo. We're going to send Josh off to camp in a great way. He'll come back uh, bigger and stronger and faster than ever. So. We will see you guys next time. Until then, we say peace. Peace. Goodbye.